0: Welcome back to the Washington Football Team Declassified Podcast. Ellie is in the building, that is. I, Eric, what's happening? I'm spitting knowledge tonight, giving out good Twitter handles. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Brian, what's going on? Not much. Just waiting for this uh, game against the Eagles. You said it. We play the Eagles this Sunday. Your boy will be in the house. I haven't gone to a Washington Football Team game since 2016. I'm going to make the trip this week because the team gave me tickets. <laughs> so I will be there um, indoors. We'll come in that Atlanta. same Kirk
1: cousins, Jersey, you rocked back in 16.
0: No, I don't have a Kirk cousins, Jersey, but I do have Anymore. an RG three Jersey signed by Kirk cousins. How about that? No, you but just anyway.
1: taped over the name. Who's who's number eight. Now you just tape. do tape Kyle over Allen, the name. Wrote Kyle yeah. Allen. <laughs> even, that's even sadder. <laughs> you have a Kyle Allen jersey.
0: <laughs> They don't actually make that. No, all right. Um, anyway, so we play Philadelphia this week. And listen, if you thought last week's game was important, this, week game, this week's game is even more important because if we don't win, we are done in terms of playoffs. So if you are the type of fan that wants to go to the playoffs this year, guess what? We need to win out. As a matter of fact, before we jump to the Eagles, I'm going to give you, our listeners, the playoff scenarios right now. Right after you go subscribe to the podcast on so your favorite podcast platform. Anyway, here we go. We have three ways to make the playoffs. Three. The first way, we got to win out. San Francisco loses out. Minnesota loses a game. New Orleans loses a game. And Atlanta loses a game. That's kind of reasonable, except for San Francisco losing out. I feel like that's, that's the hardest of that uh, piece there. Second option. Second option, we got to win out. Philadelphia loses in week 18. Minnesota wins one game. New Orleans loses a game. And Atlanta loses a game. We're in. Okay? That's kind of realistic, right? I I can deal with that. Last option, Washington wins out. Philadelphia loses week 18. Minnesota loses a game. Atlanta loses in week 17, and then Atlanta defeats New Orleans in week 18. We're in. So let me tell you, from my perspective, the last two scenarios are somewhat realistic to me. But we got to take care of business and went out. We'll talk about this next week, but I'm not all that concerned about the Giants right now, right? It's about this game with the Eagles. Eric, which one of those scenarios sounded most realistic to you?
1: Uh, none of them do because Ron Rivera is going to play two quarterbacks for the rest of the season. So uh, we are in evaluation mode. Uh, This team is not making the playoffs if they do, it is a miracle, but I guess if I had to pick one um, it would be scenario three where uh, I don't even remember what you said, but Minnesota wins one Atlanta beats New Orleans in week 18, but wins in week 17 and uh, somebody does the hokey pokey or something.
0: Yeah, Philly. Yeah, but it
1: doesn't turn around. <laughs> they have to do the hokey pokey, but not
2: turn around. <laughs> That's the key.
0: Brian, does any one of those scenarios sound more realistic to you?
2: Yeah, whatever scenario that uh, has Minnesota losing, because we can all count on our boy, Kirk, to let us down one more time. So uh, any scenario that has uh, Minnesota losing the game, I think, is probably the the best one uh, for us. But as far as uh, Washington, we, we've got to hold up our end of the bar. We have to win out like we can't, you know, win you know, one lose one or anything like that and hope a bunch of other people lose out. But, uh, uh, I would go with that one. I I would, I would trust uh, our boy to uh, let us down one more time.
0: For sure. And, uh, let me give credit to where I got that from it's at Joe NFL on Twitter. And I think he got that from at NFL scenarios who I'm going to go out and follow right now. So I can keep track of our progress. I feel like we got a decent shot, but anyway, we got to take care of business this week at home against Philadelphia Eric, what concerns you about this matchup coming up?
1: Uh, Tress Way is on the COVID protocol now, so uh, that's our best player consistently over the past five years. So that's uh, disturbing. We don't have another punter on the roster, um, so I guess we go for it on every fourth down this week. Now, uh, the there's a lot to concern that concerns me about the fact that Ron Rivera basically said, "Yeah, Heineke's going to start, but Allen's going to play." That it, that's a recipe for not winning football games if you're bringing in a closer um to you already basically said your starter is not going to finish the game i don't see that ending well for this team i do like that uh, a lot of players are back um and and you know with a full week of practice as opposed to the last time we played philly so i think it can be a little a little
0: closer i'm just very concerned about the quarterback situation if that's actually how it's going to play out well stay on that topic for me eric why do you think ron is going in that direction I don't know.
1: Honestly. I mean, I know, I don't know what he's thinking with doing that. I don't know if he's just saying that to throw Philly off or throw the media off. I can't think of a good reason why he would actually say that instead of just like not saying it and then doing it. It just doesn't seem like a smart thing for a coach to do in my opinion, but you know, I'm not the coach. He is. Um, if you want to give Kyle Allen a shot so you can see whether you want to resign him in the off season, then just play him, just start him or just don't, just, you know, bring him out in the second half, but don't like announce that you're going to do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I don't know what they're doing, um, but, you know, maybe it's uh, maybe he's playing chess and I'm playing checkers, but uh, we'll see.
2: I think Ron, one of Ron's uh, like downfalls this year has been his loyalty to whether it's players or coordinators. And I think this is probably just an example of it. I think he's just, you know, really kind of, you know, stand loyal to Taylor Heineke, putting his faith in him that maybe, hey, he can bounce back um it, that just kind of seems like how Ron has operated these past two years of, you know, kind of giving the benefit of the doubt to his players, to his coaches and kind of trusting them. So that's the only reason I can think of uh, that he's doing that, because the play on the field tells us we got to see Kyle Allen.
0: You know what? You know, why I think he might be doing that. Maybe Heineke has some bonuses in his contract built around playing time or snaps or starts or something like that. And maybe Rivera kind of knows his story and mm-hmm. wants to allow him to meet some of those contract parameters. And then we'll play Kyle Allen the rest of the way. Maybe either that, or it's definitely the loyalty factor that you talked about, but what are the other, but
1: that's a reach. Yeah.
0: But okay. And, a little bit. Of I'll reach. buy that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't Brian. imagine
1: he wouldn't have met every playing time incentive at this point, but sort of would- like, this will be like the 14th start for him.
0: Yeah, it would be, but what if he got you know a hundred thousand dollars per to start, start?
2: Fifteen. <laughs> I don't know. Good for him. He does. If that's the case, we all need to run Rivera at our jobs to help us meet our bonuses and uh, <laughs> any incentives that we get.
0: Exactly. That's right, Brian. Uh, what concerns you about the matchup with Philly? Uh,
2: what concerns me is our, our coaching staff. Are we going to come up with something different? Uh, instead of these same stale game plans that we've been seeing uh for the last several weeks now um the eagles know already uh what we're going to run the the cowboys knew what we were going to run uh so are we going to change this up are we going to put these guys in better positions to make plays um with the eagles we know they're going to run the football so are we going to you know do something to help our guys stop the run Um, you know, and attack Jalen Hurts, or are we just going to, you know, like we have been just sit back and let things happen to us. So that's what concerns me is kind of the coaching game plan. Are we just going to, you know, kind of keep business as usual, or are we going to actually try to, you know, go out there and dictate to the offense and dictate to the defense, what uh, is going to be done when we're on offense and defense.
0: Yeah. It'd be nice if we did that for once. Um, What my concern is just that we've gotten away from the run game. You know, as of the Cowboys game, where we had really established ourselves as a running football team, which I loved, and then came last week. And it was like, Oh, hey, we're gonna try to air this thing out a little bit more than I'd like to see. So I I want to see us get back to the commitment to the run. I don't care what running back does it at this point. Obviously, you want to see Gibson get his touches. Patterson's been okay. We like our guy, Williams. Just give somebody the rock, run it, run it, run it, run it. Because Philadelphia beat us on the ground and in the air last last time we played them. So let's keep their offense on the field – or off the field, I should say, as much as we possibly can so that we can see a victory on our side. Um, Eric, is there anything that you particularly like about the matchup?
1: Um, <clears throat> I do. Excuse me. I like that – I, I don't know if I like this or not, but I'm, I'm really curious to see how this team responds to the beatdown They took Sunday night. This could be a rallying point or it could just be a disaster. And based on Ron's track record, I feel like this team is going to come out with a purpose this week and play really hard. Um, and I think we'll see a much better showing than we even saw last time against Philly. Obviously we won't have some guy off the street starting at quarterback, but uh I think that, you know, just the the attitude of the guys like John Allen, the fire that they have, they're going to come out and they're going to take last week's loss personally and uh, and really hopefully lay the wood to the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's probably our best hope to win uh, is just to just be angry and just take it out on Philly.
0: Yeah, got it. So no,
1: nothing
2: strategically, just emotionally. I think this is the week.
0: I'll take it. Brian, what about you? What do you love
2: about the matchup? So, what I like about the matchup is from a preparation standpoint, Philadelphia's it, it's pretty simple, right? It's going to be a run heavy offense, it's going to be a uh, zone read, read option with Jalen Hurts. Right, So, you know, we don't have to kind of worry about a sophisticated passing offense, different, um, you know, uh, concepts and formations, things like that. They're just going to, they're going to run it on us. Um, So, you know, from a preparation standpoint, you know, preparing to stop the run will be huge in this game. If we can do that, you know, we have a great shot to win the game. If we don't, it's going to look like the last game. So uh, for me, just the, the preparation standpoint, the guys know what they need to do. Uh, the coaches know what they need to do. Now, will they, right? Will they craft a game plan that will, um, you know, challenge Philly's uh, run game? I don't know. I hope they will. Uh, but from that standpoint, I think it's pretty easy, right? Like they know what they need to do. Will they do it? We'll see on Sunday.
0: Yeah. execution's a whole different matter. Uh, you know what I love about this matchup? I love the fact that it's at home late in the year. Um, not that I think that we have a particularly strong home field advantage, but the fact that Philadelphia is on the road, you know, I don't care. And, and the field conditions at FedEx have not been great, but they've done a lot of work on the field. I also love the fact that Miles Sanders is out. He hurt us last time. He was effective against us. So I want to see us not uh, to me. They're, they're kind of one dimensional at this point because they don't have Miles Sanders. It's either hurts in the run game or hurts in the passing. That's it. So there's only so much that he could take back there as a quarterback. So we need to be aggressive. We need to hit him. And as a matter of fact, last time we played, we hit him early. We we got to uh, their backfield early, and then that just went away, you know, early or midway through the first quarter. So I want to see some consistency there with our pressure and our attack scheme. So I definitely think that there are things that we can do to have a positive outcome in this game. We just have to do it and not go away from it. We have to be strong up front. Um, I know we're going to be missing some guys or potentially missing some guys like Cosme. He's back on the list. Um, but I think we have enough strength on the lines to really um, set the tone on both sides of the ball. I want to see us do that. It's got to start early. We can't wait to the third quarter to try to look tough out there. We got to come out and do it. Um, Brian, let's talk about the matchups we got this week with Philly.
2: Yeah. So let's do something uh, a little different here. Let's just talk about uh, the Eagles offense, our defense, our offense, their defense, and uh do it like that so starting out philadelphia's offense right we we know the quarterback it's going to be jalen hurts he's going to be running around no miles sanders so that could help us uh jordan howard boston scott kenneth gainwell uh all running backs they'll use every last one of them as well uh, in the game wide receivers devonta smith quez watkins jalen rager tight end uh dallas goddard uh offensive line jordan malilata landon dickerson Uh, Jason Kelsey, Nate Herbig, Lane Johnson. Going against our defense of James Smith-Williams, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. Uh, We should get Cole Hokum back. He should be back uh, for us at linebacker. Jamin Davis should play as well. Uh, Kendall Fuller should be back. Uh, We've got um, Jeremy Reeves, Cam Curl, uh, and I don't know who the other corner is going to be. Uh, maybe, uh, it's not going to be Daryl Roberts. Um, but. Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson. Yeah. Danny Johnson. So, uh, I guess, Eric, what, uh, what do you think about that?
1: I don't know what to think. Cause I still don't know who's going to be available. I mean, I, I, it's still, it's only Friday or what day is, I don't even know what today is, but it's way before the game. And the way the COVID protocols are going right now, it's going to be really tough to even project because I think we, you know, uh, Jamin was a a game time scratch last week. He actually traveled with the team out to Dallas and then got scratched. Um, So I'm not sure if he even went into the protocol or if he was just out. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, If we get all of our guys back, uh, then without Miles Sanders, um, puncher's chance. Again, what we have to do is neutralize Jalen Hurts' running threat and make him a pure passer. If we can do that, we can control their run game and we can control their pass game because he's not going to be a drop back passer. Uh, that's a big if because we were not able to do that last time. Um, so, and we don't have Landon Collins, who, who probably did the most damage to Philly last time we played. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to call it a toss up because I'm being extremely generous. Uh, and, and Dallas Goddard is only going to get a buck
2: 50 against us this week. <laughs> only a buck 50. Only a buck 50. But definitely Jalen is a, a big key for us. L.A., what do you think about the matchup?
0: All right, so their offense versus our defense. I think I like Philly's offense just because our defense hasn't really been on point lately. I know there's a lot of substitutions going on um, due to injuries, COVID, and the um, some of the uh, other horrible situations off the field. Um, and I guess that includes Montez Sweat, you know, and uh, condolences to his family and his brother passing away. Um, I don't know what that means for him, but... I just the fact that Philadelphia knows what its identity is and uh, because of the injuries and the things that we talked about, we don't really have an identity on defense because so many folks are missing outside of the trenches. Um, I'm going to take Philadelphia's offense, especially with some of the quarterback runs. We played that uh, not as well as we should have. And then, Eric, you talked about it like we said on the podcast prior to where we said keep hurts in the pocket. Well, guess what he did when he was in the pocket? He threw it down the field, and we just let him. So until I see different, I can't have a lot of confidence in in our defense's ability to stop that. So I'm going to go with Philadelphia's offense.
2: Yeah, Ellie, I got to I gotta go with you. I think you brought up a good point about identity, right? The Eagles know who they are. They're going to run the football. They're going to run it with their quarterback. They're going to run it with all their running backs, and they'll occasionally try to uh, go for a big play uh, through the air here or there. Uh, we don't. I mean, it's 15 games, 16 games into the season, and we don't know who we are on defense or offense uh, for that matter. Uh, so defensively, we're going to have our hands full yet again, trying to stop the run, in which we haven't stopped the run in several weeks now um, against the Eagles, against Dallas, whoever. We haven't been able to do it. Uh, unless the coaching uh, game plan changes and we add some different things in there, if we're going to continue to run the same thing, I don't have uh, the confidence that we're going to be able to do it um, you know, this Sunday against the Eagles uh, in their run game. So uh, I, I really don't want to, but I'm going to go with the Eagles uh, on this one, um, uh, on this matchup. So, With that being said, let's flip it over let's go to our offense against the uh, Eagle defense. So uh, at quarterback, Taylor Heineke, Ron uh, has said that he'll start and we'll see if Kyle Allen comes in. So we have the potential if uh, Taylor plays bad, that Kyle Allen comes in. Uh, Running back, uh, Antonio Gibson, Jarrett Patterson, Jonathan Williams. Uh, Gibson, I don't think, uh, played today or uh, excuse me, practice today, but uh, he probably will suit up on Sunday. Uh, Receivers, Terry McLaurin, Deami Brown, Adam Humphreys, Dax Meline, Cam Sims. Tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones, John Bates. Offensive line, Charles Leno Jr., Eric Flowers, uh, Keith Ishmael, uh, Sadiq Charles, and Cornelius Lucas, since Sam Cosme is back. Uh, on the uh, COVID list uh, against the Eagles defense, you got Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, Flesher Cox, Derek Barnett, uh, linebackers, Alex Singleton, T.J. Edwards, Gennard Avery, uh, secondary, Darius Slay, Kayvon Wallace, Anthony Harris, and Avante Maddox uh, for the Eagles. Uh, Eric, start us off. Who do you like in that matchup?
1: Yeah, Washington's offense is just, like you guys have been saying, just no identity. Um, don't know who the quarterback is going to be snap to snap. So I guess you could call that an advantage. Um, you know, Darius Slay is a really good corner, uh, you know, and he does a good job against McLaurin. That's a good matchup. And without a quarterback to get him the ball, uh, you know, you got to give the advantage to Slay there. Um, but, yeah, you know, puncher's chance for Washington because you know Philly's not going to know who's coming and uh you know Philly's defense is way better than Washington's offense at this point I can't even make a good logical argument otherwise until I see different so yeah it's got to be Philly's
2: D yeah no absolutely uh L.A. what do you think about this matchup
0: I think that I'm going to go with Washington on the strength of a resurgent Diami Brown. He had what, two catches last game. So, <laughs> hey, he's back.
1: I think that tripled his season total. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, uh, you know what? It was exciting to see him make a play. He I didn't make a nice catch. Oh, yeah, catch. it was. It was double covered. He went up and got it. So I'll take it. It's almost as if we should use him on those vertical routes more often. Yeah. We will when Sam Howell's here
1: next year. You <laughs> stop that. Uh <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting warmed up for the offseason already. <laughs> I,
0: I I like here's what I like. I like that we can run the ball if we choose to. I just don't know if we will choose to. Um, you know, I like our receivers too, to be honest with you. You mentioned Slay, but I'll take Terry against Slay all day. The problem is we don't use our receivers. And, you know, we'll we'll let one have a good game. We'll feature him for a couple of series, and then you'll never see him again the rest of the game. If Scott Turner can figure out a way to be consistent in his usage of our passing weapons, we should have no problems. I'm just not confident that he will, but I'm going to go out on blind faith here. I'm going to take Washington's offense versus Philadelphia's defense.
2: Yeah, no, um, I would love... To take Washington's offense, but uh, I think you touched on it. Um, this this offense, we we don't have an identity. Scott Turner you know, just likes to call straight, drop back, passing. He doesn't move the pocket. He doesn't run the football enough. And that plays right into the Eagles' uh, hands on defense. Uh, they're going to put pressure on us. That rush is just going to eat up, whether it's Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, uh, whoever we've got back there. And then, again, we're not going to focus on the run. Uh, and that's a, that's a shame because we, we we do have a great offensive line and we've got some good running backs. So it, it just, you know, and we have a Cadillac Ferrari as a wide receiver. And Terry McLaurin, and we don't use him as such. We just keep him on the sideline with two catches, um, you know, every other game, which is it's really sad to see. Um, so it, uh, unless uh, you know Scott Turner comes out with some kind of crazy game plan where he switches up uh, everything about what we've been doing the past couple of weeks, which I don't really see happening, I've got to go with the Eagles uh, on this one. So um, now, next thing, special teams. This is a big one because uh, we don't, uh, we're missing, uh, Eric said it at the beginning, our most consistent guy, our best guy uh, over the uh, last couple of uh, years. Uh, but let's start with uh, Philadelphia and uh, their special team. So kicker, Jake Elliott, punter, Aaron Sipos, um, punt returner, Jalen Rager, long snapper, Rick Lovato. Uh, for Washington, we've got um, kicker, Joey Sly is back, punter, no, Tresway. Way, he's on the COVID list, and apparently we did not work out any punters uh, yesterday or today, so I don't know what they are going to plan to do. Maybe they, uh, maybe we just go for it every fourth down. I don't know. Uh, punt returner, DeAndre Carter, long snapper, Cameron Cheeseman, and, of course, our special teams eights, Troy Abke is back in the fold. Eric, who do you got in that matchup? I mean, we don't have a punter. <laughs> <How> <laughs> we, didn't, you pick your... we didn't work anybody
1: out either. yeah we're not we're not bringing in a punter we're going for it every fourth down or we're kicking field goals um yeah it's got to be philly just because they have a complete lineup and jake Elliott's a pretty good kicker uh joey sly i think is the best kicker we've had this year
2: Yep.
1: um you can just tell when he kicks like the ball comes off his foot correctly and you can just it usually goes through the uprights which is a good thing um if he could just not ch- try to chase down any more players on blocks that'd be great um, but yeah, I mean, I, we don't have a punter. So how am I going to pick a team that without all of its special teams players, even if it does have Troy appy, maybe he'll punt. If
2: that's the case. Then definitely Washington. <laughs> yes. Ellie special teams, Philly or Washington.
0: I'm going to go with uh, Eric's answer for this because I want to use my time for something else. I need to say this to, to the hall of fame committee. Speaking of special teams, To give Devin Hester as a Hall of Fame finalist and not have Brian Mitchell on your list is criminal. Devin Hester has 14,000 all-purpose yards. Fan-freaking-tastic. Brian Mitchell is second all-time in uh, all-purpose yards in the NFL in history, only behind Jerry Rice. How is he not there ahead of Devin Hester? I don't understand that. Screw you, Hall of Fame voters or committee or whatever. I don't know what grudge they have against our guys like Russ Graham and Brian Mitchell and others, but they got to get over that. Brian Mitchell, as a special teamer, deserves to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And if you don't have your best players in the Hall of Fame, then your Hall of Fame sucks.
1: Yeah, it's a I think Hester's a good one to break the ice because there really aren't any special teams players in the Hall of Fame except like a, there's like a kicker, like Jan, what is it? Jan root I think he's the only kicker.
0: Steve Tasker. Uh,
1: Steve Tasker is not a Hall of Famer, though.
0: Is he not? Like he, should,
1: like he should be a Hall of Famer. He's like probably the best Hall of Famer of like the 80s, early 90s, or a uh, special teamer rather. So, but I think a guy like Devin Hester as a returner is probably a good one to break the ice to get uh to get that, get the eye on special teamers. But I, I agree 100% with you. Brian Mitchell, it should be a no-brainer as a Hall of Famer. Um, just – You know, his I guess his punt return touchdowns weren't as sexy as Devin Hester's uh, because he was running over people not around him. Um, But, yeah, I agree with you. Brian Mitchell should totally be he's not to not even be in the conversation is just criminal.
2: Yeah, It's got to be the recency bias, right? Like the last, you know, guy that people saw was Devin Hester, right? Brian Mitchell was, uh, you know, much uh, earlier. uh, So some of these guys don't remember or they didn't even see uh, Brian Mitchell uh, is is what I'm thinking it has to be because I totally agree with all of you. He has to be in like, there's just no way that it makes sense that you have these other guys or put these other guys in. So uh, I'm going that it has to be some type of recency bias on that um yeah the postseason thing too I think is the other
1: piece with Hester because Hester has the kick return in the Super Bowl whereas Brian Mitchell the only like playoff appearances he made were at the beginning of his career and the end of his career and nothing notable really happened in any of those uh but most of his prime was just spent on terrible teams which is probably a big part of it as well but it shouldn't be because he was legitimately the you know he was at one point the all-time leader in return touchdowns I think Deion Sanders ended up breaking his record maybe or maybe a test or not i don't know but but no i mean he was like the premier return guy in the league for the 90s basically and i don't yeah there's no reason why he shouldn't be other than uh he just
0: wasn't on very good teams in football but, uh, when football second to touchdowns yards matter like r- rushing yards you know, passing yards that's a big stat in football so all purpose yards has to matter too and that's like saying you're second best person in history and rebounds in the nba Doesn't make the Hall of Fame. That's crazy to me. It's crazy. It's it's simply criminal. I'm sorry, and and he should definitely be in there ahead of Hester. I I think it's also the bias against Dan Snyder, the bias against the Redskins name, all that kind of stuff. And I hate to put that in the conversation, but I just can't think of any other reason that they would not do that. You talk about the recency bias, but most of the Hall of Fame voters are old writers. You know, they're in their 60s, 70s, and things like that. So anyway. That's I, you talk about special teams. I want to bring Well, up. hold
1: up, and we just got to clear one thing up. Devin Hester is one hundred percent a Hall of Fame player. I mean, I, from my perspective, you guys are looking at me like I got two heads right now, but I, I can't see a <laughs> Hall of Fame. I, Devin Hester to me is a no-brainer because that guy was unbelievable. He's the most explosive player from the two thousands.
0: You was, think Devin Hester now, is the most explosive Devin, player from, the from 2000s? that from
1: his decade from two thousand to twenty ten? Name somebody who was more explosive of it. A, like, every time that dude touched the ball, there was a potential to score every single time. Dante so,
0: Hall.
1: Yeah, but Dante Hall was a much shorter time. Dante was. Hall was Devin Hester before Hester. But he, he had, was. like, two years, maybe two and a half, three years that were really good, whereas Hester had, like, seven years as a punt returner that he was fantastic.
0: He did. He
1: did. He, I, I, I will say that again, think. Brian Mitchell had, like, 12 years as a punt returner. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I will say i heard somebody use the uh you know the way that um you know this kind of example to explain hall of fame players like when you tell the history of the nfl uh these players are included right like and they that and that was in regards to these hall of fame players like if i told the story of the nfl like brian mitchell would be in it i don't know if devin hester is in that like i i could tell, tell the story of the nfl with Hester, like
1: I, I don't like that argument anyway. Because I, I, if you if you frame it around that argument, then Mark Sanchez is in because of the butt fumble. Like it's not a good reason <laughs> to put somebody in the Hall of Fame. Like you're hey. never, you are not hey. going to leave hey. out hey. the butt fumble if you're talking about. Listen, this media, at media.
0: least if if Mark Sanchez good, makes but the but Hall no, of no. Fame, if, if, if Mark fan. Sanchez makes the Hall of Fame, you don't have to get him a bust because he is one. Hey, anyway. <laughs> anyway,
1: he's a very good broadcaster though. I do like him in the booth. He's all right, so good on it.
0: Joshua Cribbs <laughs> is only 400 yards behind Devin Hester in all-purpose yards. By the way, he was so. a good pick turner. He was really good. Is he a Hall of Famer, Eric?
1: No, no. It's not okay. about. Yeah, but but you got to look at you got to look at how, where how, when they showed up big. Did Josh Cribbs ever show up big in the postseason? No, he played for Cleveland. Did he ever play in the postseason? Anyway, yeah, he never played? No, because <laughs> like nobody knows who Josh Cribbs is. But if you say Devin Hester to anybody. That knows anything about football, they'll be like, that dude was a beast. Like Josh Cribb, sure, he was good. Yeah. Devin Hester was the man.
0: They love him. And I do
1: love uh, Devin Hester's great, man. I I have no problem with him going to the Hall of Fame, but I think Brian Mitchell should go before him. I agree with that.
0: Yeah. I got us way off track. Yeah.
2: Totally. Totally. All
0: right. Get us back on track,
2: Brian. (laughs) Last thing coaching. We know who it is Eagles, Nick Sirianni, defensive coordinator, Jonathan uh, Gannon. Offensive coordinator Shane Steichen, Washington football team Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, and the one and only Scott Turner. Eric, who do you like in the coaching matchup? Has nothing to do with
1: X's and O's. That is the worst name trio I've ever heard in Philadelphia. Nick Sirianni. What's the What's the guy's name? Jonathan,
2: Jonathan Gannon is the, the defense. Jonathan Gannon. Okay, he chain, did my uh,
1: – I cheated off him in, in middle school. It's
2: S-T- it like. S-T-I-C-H-E-N. I, I
1: say Steichen. that's a horrible name. So, yeah, Jack Del Rio, way cooler name. Ron Rivera, way cooler name. Scott Turner, that's the other guy I cheated off in middle school. But two out of three, we, we got him in the name game. I don't care about X's and O's at this point in the season. We're, we're playing two quarterbacks, so we're done. Uh, so, we're going to go with the naming, and we have cooler names.
2: That's right. Let's go, Ellie. Who are you thinking? Coaching
0: Philadelphia. They they out coached us last time we played. Can't we? Hey, we got to be better than them before. I can pick us. You know what I'm saying? We have cooler yeah. names.
2: <laughs> I agree with you. Um, it, it, and it's really kind of just uh just what you said. Philly knows what they want to do. These coaches, Nick Sirianni isn't smarter than anybody. He, he's really not. Go listen to one of his press conferences. He can barely put together sentences. Uh, but he knows what he wants to do offensively. They know what they want to do defensively. We don't. We're still trying to figure out what we want to be on offense and what we want to do on defense and how we can deploy our talent. And that's not a good thing. Not this late in the, the season and definitely not in year two uh, under this uh, regime. So, uh, I've got to go with uh, the the Eagles on this one.
0: All right. Well, that is your matchups. It sounds like we're all picking Philadelphia, but Eric, how do you see this game shaking out, man?
1: No, so we are, we're in a dead heat with Taylor Heineke through three quarters and then the closer comes in and just annihilates Philly. Kyle Allen throws three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Washington <laughs> wins uh, 42 to 21. Because why the heck not? 42 to 21. Big the next savior. He's the next savior. It's 21 all going into the fourth quarter. Ron Ron goes to the Duke. He goes to the bullpen. And then we'll call he has him. get that reference. Goes to the Duke.
0: Yes. Major League. He's going to the Duke. He's going to the Duke. He's He's the Duke. We'll start calling him.
1: Categories, including nose hair. No,
0: different. <laughs> He'll he be his own kid in a father-son
1: game. That's the Duke, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Got off track again. Washington wins. Why not?
0: Uh, Brian, what do you got?
2: Uh, I got Taylor Heineke starting out the game, looking terrible, looking awful. We fall into a hole and halftime comes. Kyle Allen comes in. He makes it competitive. He makes it a game. We lose by one point. Mm. Eagles take it. Unfortunately.
0: Playoff hopes neutralized. Now, I got it. Scott Turner starts out the game. He gets sacked a bunch of times, figures out he needs to run the ball. I'm just kidding. I think we're going to come out running the football out the gate. We're going to run it strong, not just the run play, but we're going to get dynamic. We're going to be creative, and uh, it's going to be effective. I I just think we know by now that we have to run the ball to win. I think we're going to do it. I got us putting the beats to Philadelphia. I'm going to go 32 Two sixteen, We bring Jalen Hurts back down to earth. Yeah. 3216 Washington. I think we take it. that would be nice. We need it. We need it in the worst way. Eric, what are your actually before we get to our final thoughts, Brian, you had a thought about Scott Turner you wanted to get into, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And shout out to uh, Les on Twitter because he, he, uh, he gave me this idea. But I, I had uh, I had tweeted earlier uh, in the day. So Scott Turner at his um, little press avail uh, today, you know, somebody had asked him about Terry McLaurin's uh, usage or, or lack thereof. And Scott Turner replied with this quote, and I quote, I have to do a better job of finding ways to get Terry the ball. And that really upset me because we're 15 games in to this season. What do you mean you have to find ways to get Terry the ball? You have had Terry on your roster for two years. You've been the offensive coordinator for two, two years. Finding uh, ways to get Terry the ball is job number one. What have you been doing this whole time? Like, are you kidding me? How are you trying to find ways now to get Terry the ball? And it just really upset me because it, it to me, you know, how I took that comment, it it was really a level of incompetence that you are just now trying to find ways or you're struggling to find ways to get Terry the ball when just about every other offense that has a number one wide receiver figures out ways to get Terry the ball. And that just, it just really, you know, upset me because I'm like, you're the offensive coordinator. You're the guy in charge of the entire offense, not just of players, but of coaches giving them direction, supposedly giving our offense an identity or maybe not giving them an uh, identity of what we want to be on offense and a direction. Uh, but, it, you know, this is the guy uh, responsible for crafting the game plan week in and week out um, against the Eagles, against Dallas, against the Giants, division opponents. He's supposed to be able to, uh, you know, attack those teams, attack their defenses. And he's struggling in the 15th game of the year or after the 15th game of the year, to find ways to get Terry McClure in the football, it just that blew my mind. I was really upset about that. I got
1: a good way to get him the ball. I can give Scott my number at your friend Les, if he seems like you know Scott pretty well. Uh, at Les is more. It should be at Les is more or less. That's not your Twitter handle. Shame on you. Um, yeah, if you want to get Terry the ball, the trick is to throw it to him.
2: Yes. Yes. Just, yeah, just say,
1: I'm throwing the ball to Terry. Throw it. Just throw the ball to him. It's very simple. Tell your quarterback, C-17, that's who I want to throw it to. Yes.
2: Yes. He'll get it.
0: Be clear. You find ways to get Dax Milne the ball. You find ways to get Cam Sims touches. Your offense should be throwing the ball to Terry when you're in a passing set. You're right, Brian. Like, you're having to scheme up ways to throw the football to Terry? Nah, bro. That ain't it, man. Yeah, like we're, we're too late in the game now for you to be telling me I've got to find ways.
1: Like-, yeah, like the last five or six weeks, it's been either hand it to Gibson or throw it to Gibson like 80% of the time. It's like, yeah. well, hand it to Gibson or throw it to Terry. Could you imagine Phil Jackson said, hey, I
0: got to find ways to get Michael Jordan the basketball. I got to find the ways.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really need to get that ain't flying. You know, Bill Wennington his touches, though, <laughs> but I gotta figure out a way. I gotta scheme up some ways to get MJ
2: the ball. <laughs> Luke Longley he's gotta he's gotta eat, but man, I got yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that, that was my thing. Thank
0: you. Oh, no doubt. Shout out to the last two. Uh Eric, final thoughts on the game.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, 42 21. Uh, my guy, who's my my new guy? Uh, John Bates. Love him. Yes. Been playing out of his head the last couple of weeks, been really good. He needs to play over Ricky Seals Jones more. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I'll take it. Bates, Bates. not
1: at Terry's expense.
0: Yes, at the Bates Motel. If he scores a touchdown, the end zone should be called the Bates Motel. What do you think about that, (laughs) (laughs) Brian? We'll take it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, one step at a time. We got to get him in the end zone first. (laughs) Um, Final thoughts are just if if. If the Washington football team, the coaches and the players are really serious about winning this game, then they've got to do more in terms of the preparation, the execution, the planning that they've done the last couple of weeks. Because the last couple of weeks, it ain't been good. It ain't been enough. It ain't been near enough uh, to even be competitive to win. So they have really... Got to put forth an effort um, that uh, you know that uh, you know can amount to something because uh, w- we haven't seen very much from them these last couple of weeks. So I hope that they they come with something. I hope they're rested. I hope they're prepared, uh, and I hope they have a different game plan or a different mindset about how they're going to approach this game on Sunday. So that's uh, that's my thing.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. I'll say this too: we are what a month and a half away from finding out what the new team name is. Let's, let's let that time go by quickly by having something to play for, not sitting around debating the team name for a month and a half because we have nothing else to care about. Washington football team, get your button gear. Let's win this game. Let's win the game against the Giants. Let's go to the playoffs. Heck, let's even just sit around and root for <laughs> Minnesota to lose collectively because uh, that'll be an easy thing to do. But you gotta take care of business, and that starts this week. I will be there, booing Philadelphia, cheering Washington. I don't go to games, but I'm showing up because it's a big one. It matters. We got to get it. That's Everybody
2: it. really, He'll be handing out autographs, everything.
1: <laughs> uh, he'll be up there drinking rosé in the uh, in the box seats.
0: I will be
1: hobnobbing with the rich and famous up there.
0: I will be in the suites. That is a true statement. So I will not be uh, handing out autographs this week, but I will enjoy myself. Maybe I'll post some pictures to our Twitter handle uh, at declassified WFT. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on all audio platforms. Heck, if you want to go out to our YouTube channel and check it out, we only got a couple of things up there. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe there because we will begin to put content out there consistently at some point early in 2022. Uh, what else? We've got a couple of new interviews that we're going to be
2: doing uh, in January that are going to be on YouTube. So please uh, go and check out the ones we have on there. We've got some cool ones about Antonio Gibson, about uh, the future quarterback and the offense and things like that. But uh, we've got some new stuff coming too.
0: Yes, sir. And make sure you go to wftdeclassified.com. We got a new Terry uh, McLaurin post up there. That's going crazy. Uh, well, Listen, after every game, Brian puts out a report card of the uh, players for the game. So make sure you check that out after every single game. Just go to WFTD Classified, bookmark it, favorite it. Do whatever you got to do in your favorite browser. Make sure you're checking it out. I hey, guess it, fellas. Are we done? I think we're done. Yeah. Let's get to Sunday. All right. Go, Washington.